Hello and welcome to Feminine Fire, a podcast where spirituality meets soulful business strategy. I'm your host, spiritual life and business coach, Beck Cazillo, here to help you ignite your inner fire and step into the highest vision for your life and business. Join me as we explore what it takes to get out of your own way, uplevel your worth, master your mindset, and build the spiritual business of your dreams. If you're a spiritual woman ready to create a life and business that truly sets your soul on fire, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. This is Feminine Fire. Hello and welcome to another episode of Feminine Fire with Beck Cazillo. I have such a juicy chat to share with you today. I recently sat down with my friend Evie Kelly to chat all things confidence, success, mindset, intuition, owning your authentic magic in business, and so much more. I can't wait to share this with you. But before I introduce you to Evie and this chat, I want to share some really, really exciting news. If you have been waiting patiently for the doors to the Spiritual Business Academy to open, I can now let you know that the wait is over. Enrollments are now open for the next live round beginning in June 2022. The Academy is my eight-week foundational online business course and group coaching program for women who want to build their spiritual business in a way that feels easeful, soulful, and free from hustle. The link is in the show notes to find out more. Reach out to me if you have any questions at all. I absolutely can't wait to welcome you in. It is going to be such a beautiful group. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Let me introduce you to Evie and this incredible conversation that we had. Evie Kelly is a life and business coach on a mission to support ambitious women to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that they can create the life and business they truly love and deserve. Using her signature framework of mindset, strategy, and soul, Evie coaches her clients to create profitable, sustainable, soul-led businesses with ease and joy. Evie built her business to fully booked in under one year and is also the co-founder of a million-dollar product-based business in New Zealand, Brooklyn Flowers. She is also the host of the Elevate Your Life podcast and the proud dog mum of a beautiful golden retriever, Finn. In this episode today, Evie chats about what success truly means to her and how you can step up with confidence to own your unique gifts and let your authentic magic shine through your business and offerings. She also shares some really powerful practices to help you dial down your inner critic voice and anchor back into your intuition in business. This is such a juicy chat with so, so many practical takeaways, particularly if you're feeling wobbly in your confidence or your mindset right now. So grab your paper and pen, grab a cuppa, and let's dive in. Hey, Evie, welcome to the Feminine Fire podcast. It's so great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here. So today I want to chat to you about confidence and owning your unique gifts in business. 
but I would love to start by asking you to share your thoughts on success because you've built your coaching business to fully booked in one year. You're also the co-founder of a million-dollar product-based business, so it's safe to say that you've had some really, really incredible business achievements. So what does success mean to you? This is a really interesting question, and I could go in so many different ways to it, but I think you know, over time it's kind of morphed and changed, but it's at its very basic. It's doing what I really want, when I really want to, and how I really want to do it. And a big part of that is doing, you know, my soul's work, I would call it, you know, sharing my gifts to the world and yeah, really using my intuition to guide me on this one. Like, I think that's such a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes like money must come into that at some point, but it's not the focal point, you know, time, freedom, creative freedom, full self-expression is huge to me. And I think those things are far more important to me than anything else. And so it's just, yeah, really doing what I want to do, how I want to do it. I think. I love that so, so much. And I think it's such a great place to start this conversation about confidence, because I think so often we tie up our own worth or our own self-belief in those really big flashy goals that we set for ourselves. But actually when it comes down to it, it's like, well, actually, what does this, what does this actually mean to you? What does this having a successful thriving business actually mean to you? Which is really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think we forget about that sometimes. We can, like you say, get so caught up into the societal norms or the big achievements, so to speak. And then we say we base our worth or our yeah, our our worth and our goodness or our success on those things. But yeah, I mean, if you actually ask yourself that question, what does success mean to me? Then I think it's going to give you some big clues about what's really important here. I love that so much. So let's dive into confidence. What are the biggest challenges business owners face when it comes to confidence and owning their unique gifts? Mm, So many. (laughs) I think there's, there's lots of different ways this can play out for different people. But I think if we were to break it down into sort of themes or rough areas, it's the things that I see the most is fear, stopping people, imposter syndrome, you know, not thinking that they're, uh, an expert enough or good enough or whatever it might be, worthiness, obviously, like good enoughness or smart enough, whatever it might be. And then lots of mindset wobbles, like inner critic stuff about, you know, the self-doubt or, you know, how can I, how can I do this? How can I really be a business owner or earn this kind of money or create this product or the service or whatever it might be? So I think there's those are probably like the biggest key areas that I see holding people back in this area. And I mean, we can pick apart each of those if you want, like we could dive deeper into all of them, but I think those are probably the key areas that I see a lot. I see those as well in my clients, in my community. I literally had a conversation with someone this morning about imposter syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's such a, such a big thing, right? And this is why I think mindset is such a big part of. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And a huge part of what I support people with and and love working through because you're so right. I mean, we sometimes like to separate ourselves from our business, but so often we are our business or it's an extension of us. And so how can we separate the human that we are and the 
the emotions and the the mindset wobbles and the past beliefs or situations or experiences that influence how we perceive the world and ourselves at the moment. How can we separate that from our business? You know, it's so often directly links to how we show up and what we do. I mean, I'm a huge fan of really looking at, yeah, what are the limiting beliefs holding you back? What are the mindset wobbles or how can we start rebuilding that self-belief in a confidence, the worthiness in life or in business coaching, but specifically in business, how can we bring that forward so it doesn't hold you back anymore? Because I think that's such a huge hurdle, especially in the earlier stages of business, where we don't have the experience or the previous examples or the evidence, so to speak, that we can do this, that we're really good at what we do and people are going to buy from us, people are going to come in, you know, that it's going to be a quote unquote successful business. Yeah. So I think it's a huge part of it. That's such a big part of it. You know, while it is obviously something that continues on, no matter what level of business you're at, in those early stages, I so agree. It's almost like you don't have, you haven't built that muscle yet to, to move through those wobbles. So for anyone listening, nodding along, feeling a little bit wobbly in their confidence and their mindset right now, what are the first steps you'd recommend? I like to be really personal with with my clients, but on a podcast here, I mean, I'll give you some of the key things that I think will be most common and most helpful for people, but it can be really different for different people. I think a good place to start is working on your inner critic, learning about like what it is, what it says, what it, how it normally shows up, how it holds you back, and then how to dial it down. And then the flip of that is then how to then really anchor back into and strengthen, listen to, trust in your intuition more, that beautiful, loving, intuitive knowing that, yeah, beautiful, reassuring voice that we all have within us. This often is a little bit quieter or, you know, our, our inner critic is generally speaking, has often been louder up until a point when we start to do this work, right? What I normally say there is like your inner critic is not who you are. It's a part of you, but it's not who you are. So separate the two of you, name it, call it out on its BS, like actually talk to it and have have a conversation with it. And I say, do this on paper often first and foremost, so you can really see it and get out of your mind. Because sometimes when we're so in it, it can feel so real. And we're like, I've got all of this fear and this doubt and these buts and what ifs and questions. And once we put it down on paper, we can get more perspective on it. So it might be like, who do you think you are launching this business? Or who's going to pay that kind of money? Or is this going to work? How am I going to make this work? Those kind of things are some of the common ones, for example. So write them down. Ask yourself if this is actually true. Is there any hard evidence to back this up? Yes, no. And then sometimes there are some legitimate questions in there, like, how am I going to make this work? Or yeah, like um, if I can't make money through my business this way, or what is my plan B going to be? Or like, what do I need to support myself here? And I think that is actually a really helpful conversation to have and a really healthy conversation to have on paper with yourself, like journaling here, I say, I say conversation, but I mean more like journaling or I have a conversation with your coach or, you know, supportive loved one. And then come back to your loving intuition. What is your deep inner knowing here? Like sometimes we don't have the crystal ball. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what, you know, life and business is going to throw at us. But if you've got that beautiful deep desire to do this work and it's your soul's calling and it's, you know, a part of who you are, then 
you know, trust in that, lean into that and say, you know, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know that I'm going to work it out or I'm going to figure it out along the way. And I can put these support systems in place to support me on that journey. So I think inner critic is a really big one to start with and hopefully that exercise or that process or a similar process would would be really supportive for you and do it lots of times as and when it pops up, every time it pops up if you can and then slowly, slowly the intensity will dial down and the frequency as well. It's not going to pop up as much. And of course, you're building that beautiful inner connection with your intuition along the way, which I think is gosh, just like such a gift to give yourself as a, as a human, but also as a business owner, as a CEO as well. It's going to help you tenfold. I know when I've done this with clients, this journaling exercise around, you know, just write out what's going on in your head. People have this moment where they go, oh my goodness, I am talking to myself in this way. Like, this is awful. Like, I would never speak to someone like this. <laughs> I think it's almost like sifting through it to have those moments of like, that's just total BS. I can cancel that. And then, as you said, having those really constructive like, okay, well, this is a genuine fear or concern I've got. So let's actually let's actually ask that legitimate question and get some clarity around what that looks like. And then we can just put those thoughts to bed, which I think can be so, so helpful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Amazing. All right. What else you got for us? (laughs) There's so many different ways to go with this. I think a big part of this is also finding evidence to, to support yourself in this. So often we say, well, you know, I don't have the evidence or the proof or the experience to say that I'm going to be successful in my business or that if I put myself out there, it's not going to be, you know, a bad thing or nothing bad's going to happen. Right. And so often, you know, and and I'm talking about more in the earlier stages of business, we need to look for evidence either in other areas of our lives or perhaps even with other people and borrow that evidence from other people. Like if this person can do it, then so can I type of thing. But so I often ask people, you know, like, when have you done something that was so stretchy, so out of your comfort zone that, you know, you thought the world was going to end, but actually when you did it, it wasn't as bad as it, as it seemed. And it actually ended up being a really wonderful experience for you, or it was the right thing or whatever it might be. And use that evidence to back up the belief that, yeah, I can do this, or yes, it's scary, but I'll be okay. And I'm going to build that confidence and that belief as I take more action out of my comfort zone. So I really believe that a part of the puzzle piece here as well is like feeling the fear and doing it anyway kind of thing, because we know that action always over trumps fear. So sometimes it's yes, getting rid of any of the old stories, belief systems, inner critic stuff that is holding us back and that fear, doubt, insecurity type feelings. And then like taking the scary action, rebuilding the belief, the confidence, the worthiness again. I love that. I love that you've talked about action there too, because I think sometimes we can get stuck in that. I'm just going to keep journaling on this thing and hopefully I'll get to a point where I won't be afraid of taking that action anymore. And I just don't think that that's a thing or it might be, but it's going to take you a really long time. Absolutely. Fear is just a part of the human experience, I believe. I don't think we'll ever become fearless or yeah, not not have it. And same when you grow in business, right? Every every level that you move to is going to have different challenges or fears that come up. And so we have to just 
sometimes just bite the bullet and do it, so to speak. But also you can reframe fear. Like maybe fear means that you're in the right place. Maybe it means that this really matters to you. Like how can we see it as a really good thing? I know when I first heard that concept, I think it was part of the Beautiful You Coaching Academy training at the time. And I was like, oh my goodness, yes, this is it. Like maybe I'm in exactly the right place here. And and it means so much to me. Feel the fear, but also maybe reframe it, see it in a different light. I really, really love that because you're so, so right. It does mean often if it's coupled with that excitement, which is obviously that intuitive voice coming through. And I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. But if it's coupled with that excitement, it's definitely like this is this is it, you know, because everything that's scary is just everything that's outside of what we know or our comfort zone. And we know that that's where growth happens. So we have to step into the unknown and fear is just a part of that. But if it's coupled with that excitement and that intuitive knowing, then Oh, what a good sign. Yeah. Winning combo. I always say that fear and excitement at the same time. You're in the right place. That's amazing. (laughs) Like I'm excited for you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. You've had those conversations with clients where it's like, oh, I'm feeling really, really scared about this, but I'm really excited. And you're like, yes, I'm so happy you're here. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, but, but the fear is really real. But yeah, you know, and, and you'll learn that as well, uh, you know, with experience, with time, with, you know, taking action over and over again that yeah that is the winning combo and it's not a bad thing so to speak to run away from I think just the other really important thing I'll just quickly add on this one is just really coming back to your why and your mission like why are you doing this why are you putting yourself out there what does this mean to you you know is this your soul's work your gifts your calling you know your purpose whatever words you want to use there and really anchoring back into that and I think that yeah, the, often that trumps the the insecurities, the doubt, the fear, et cetera. And it's just like letting that be your guiding light. And I remember this quote that's been such a beautiful, a beautiful reminder for me in so many times of my in my life and my business. But I share this here and hope that it helps other people too, is that I wouldn't have the vision if it wasn't mine to live out. And so the very fact that I have the vision, I have the calling, that means that I'm meant to be doing this. That means it's mine to live out. And so I think that's just been so comforting to know that and just like really supportive being like, yep, okay, cool. No one else has this dream or not quite the same vision as mine. And so that means it's mine to live out. And that's a really beautiful thing. So I'm here to do it. Let's do it kind of thing. I love, love, love that. And I think anchoring back into your why is just such a powerful thing to do when you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to go do this big thing. But it's important because that's the step that I'm going to take towards that vision, that mission. I'd love to chat to you a little bit about intuition because you've mentioned that a couple of times. How do you tap into your intuition? Lots of different ways. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is one, getting out of my head. So getting out of inner critic and and all the thoughts or the ego, whatever you want to call it there and really coming back into my body. So sometimes that looks like exercise. Sometimes that looks like time in nature. Sometimes that looks like meditating, journaling, pulling cards, perhaps like it can happen in really in lots of different ways. But I think the key here is just recognizing what your intuition sounds like or rather what it feels like is probably a bigger differentiation between the two. 
And then learning to listen to that and trust that. And so often nowadays I'll have intuitive nudges to reach out to people or to do something, or like you say, you get the excitement coupled with the fear and you're like, yep, over the right place. And so that kind of sprinkles throughout so much of my day and my life at the moment, because I've done that work to strengthen it and bow down my inner critic so much. But yeah, in those earlier stages or as a sort of more consistent practice, it would be some of those other things, meditation, journaling, exercise, moving my body, nature, all of those beautiful grounding practices. I love that. I always think the intuition comes through when you're just being, you know, in the moment, having that presence. I like to take a shower too because I know that that's when I do a lot of my thinking and (laughs) it's almost like you get that opportunity just not to have any of that external stimulation, which is so, so, so present in our lives these days. Yes. Yeah. Really switching off eh, and being present. Love that so much. Yeah. And I think I like the point you say about, yeah, just being and like, I think joy and having fun and being in the moment is so important and definitely been part of my lesson and my journey. But if we can do more of that, then yeah, that inner voice will come out more and more. Yeah. I so believe that. It's almost like sometimes it's a challenge to just have your morning coffee without your phone, you know, yes. and being really intentional about like, actually, I'm just going to sit here and enjoy this and not have so much coming into my brain right now, which is something we have to do intentionally because it can be so easy to get lost in in all of that. So what else is important for business owners who want to really step up, own their gifts and let their authentic magic shine through their business and their offerings? I love that you said authentic magic. I use that phrase and that those terms so often. And like I think it really comes back to Owning who you are, owning your authentic magic, your authenticity, owning and embracing those parts of you that make you unique and different and special and those beautiful gifts that you innately have within you. I think that's a huge puzzle piece and was definitely part of my own journey when I, you know, before I came into business coaching, it was predominantly in life coaching. And this was a big part of it was because it was a big part of my journey was actually, you know, taking off the masks and the facades and the conditioning and the old stories that we hide behind or who we think we have to be or should be. And actually really just owning and embracing who we truly are at our core and really celebrating that. And then allowing that to shine through your business. I really believe that that's such a huge part of success, I really believe. And especially in the online space, especially in the type of work that we do, that's that's huge. I think if we can bring our authentic magic into everything that we do in every moment and every offer or every way we show up online or whatever it might be, that's so special. I mean, it, one, it's going to mean that you're just really shining in in your magic and your fullness, but also people feel that and people want that and it differentiates you from others. So what would you say to someone who's like, okay, I really want to embrace my authenticity, my authentic magic, but that I don't know where to start. What does that look like? How do I start to take off those masks that we've perhaps been wearing for a really long time. Yeah. I think like some inner work would be so wonderful here, maybe a big journal session or talking this through with your own coach, if you've got one at the time, but, you know, asking yourself some of those big questions and being really honest with yourself, like who did I feel like I had to be growing up or what were the masks or the facades or the conditioning that I used to put on that doesn't feel authentic to me, that doesn't feel like me. 
I think, you know, our childhoods can give us lots of clues as well. You know, go back to younger you, find photos of yourself, remember how she was, what did she feel like? What did she look like? What did she, how did she dress? And you're already smiling at me back, back at me. <laughs> back. So I know that like, we love this kind of stuff, right? We remember that that is more of our true essence before some of the inner critic starts to really rampant up and we get more of the conditioning as we grow older in life, generally speaking. And so just coming back to that, but I think the other part of it is what parts of me aren't I fully embracing, loving and accepting? Because so often if we're not fully yeah, embracing those parts of ourselves, then we're, we're rejecting ourselves in some way or pushing that to a side. And if we can really collect up those bits again and love on them and accept them and embrace them, then I think that's when it, well, one, it starts to feel so much, so much better, like really, really feel good in yourself, but also it enables you to really shine those things through and share them with others. Mm, I love that. I love that dual thing of looking at, you know, what excites us, what you know, what are our passions? What did we used to like when we were kids that we perhaps pushed down, but also those parts. I talk a lot in in the spiritual space, we talk a lot about shadow work and essentially that's what that is. They're those parts of ourselves that we perhaps haven't embraced enough yet and doing that inner work to come to a place where we can love and accept them and then find the gifts in them because so often, you know, we've especially as women, and we could probably have a conversation about this for hours, but especially as women, we've made ourselves small for so many reasons. And it's like, okay, well, how can we start to shed some of that stuff, which is, you know, not just important for our personal development, but I think just important for the collective. I do have a question that's come up as you were sharing that, because I think sometimes when we've got a lot of inner work to do and we're starting on that journey but we've also got this desire to start our business or run our business it's almost like well do I have to get through all of this shit first like do I have to do all of this mindset work before I start and I'd love to just ask you about that what would you say to somebody who's like oh I feel like I've just got so much inner work to do that I'm not going to be able to start my business for ages Oh, what a juicy question. This is a really interesting one. Look, I think it's going to be slightly different for everyone and it kind of depends on what this the inner work is that you need to do and sort of like the volume of it and, and sort of how well you feel, I guess. But like if it was like some deeper therapy-based work, then maybe that might be appropriate to do first and do lots of healing. But I would probably say that you can absolutely build your business alongside doing that and a work on yourself. And I always think that business is such a personal development journey in and of itself. And so, yes, it might be really confronting and there'll be challenges and wobbles and doubts and, you know, all that mindset stuff that pops up as we've been talking about, but that's a part of the journey, right? And, and I think that it's going to be so healing and supportive for you to do that as you build your business. I don't feel like we have to delay until we're all sorted or all, you know, don't have any other like mindset stuff or whatever it might be, because I don't know if we ever really get to a point where we're like fully sorted, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think there might be a time and a place for some people to do some of the, like the deeper healing work, but most of the time I would say go for it and, and, you know, buckle up and enjoy the ride type of thing and just dive straight in. And certainly for me, I mean, and I've talked about this with a few clients of recent is that so often we have this calling for more, 
and to do, you know, to do our business, to, to show up in a really big way. But a part of that journey often is that we're wanting the growth as well as a human, as a person. And so I think that's a big part of it. Like know that the personal development journey on the business journey is, yeah, is a big part of that. And so just embrace it and go with it and know that you wanted this as well. Yes, it's challenging at times, but I wanted more. I wanted to grow through this and nothing's void of challenges completely. No, not in any way. I actually had a conversation with my brother recently where he he asked me, he's like, is it difficult running a business? And I was like, <laughs> I mean, look, it's definitely got its challenges, but I wouldn't not run my business for that reason. And I think that's, you know, that's the key. It's almost like this is, if you're in, in business, doing your soul's work and sharing your magic and, you know, shining your light, then there's kind of usually no other option. And if you do ignore it, you'll probably keep getting called back to it over and over again until you do listen to that, you know, intuitive nudge that's coming through for you. Yes, totally. Absolutely. It never goes away. (laughs) No, no. And I just love what you shared there because I so agree. I don't think, you know, the inner work ever stops. And I just think sometimes it's this perfectionist tendency we have where it's like, well, I've got to have all of my shit together before I can teach anyone or support anyone. And, you know, it's just not the case. There's always parts that are messy and there are always things going on, but actually you've got the capacity to hold space for your clients and show up for your business and still manage all of the stuff that's going on in your life. Yeah. Absolutely. And I would probably go to say that it almost augments the results. Like it almost makes it better or the healing or the growth bigger and deeper, wider, et cetera. Like if you're, if I'm just thinking, if you were to go to say life coaching and you were working on some mindset stuff for your personal life versus if you also had a business and then had the mindset stuff that you were also working with a business coach on, then I feel like almost the learning or the the depth of that learning can be far greater because we're doing lots of different layers of that same mindset belief, for example. Maybe it's perfectionism, like you say, and maybe that plays out in their personal life, but it's also going to play out in their business life and their and however they're showing up in their business, right? And so it's almost like another layer of that growth and that healing that we can do. So I would absolutely dive in. Don't let that stuff hold you back. Amazing. Oh, I so, so agree. I'm just thinking of all of my own personal experiences with that kind of thing. <laughs> even had a conversation with my my hypnotherapist at the end of last year and we were talking about something in life feeling hard and something in business feeling hard. And he was like, you know, that's the sa- like, it's the same thing, right? Like it's the same, you're running the same program. You're running the same thought process here around two different things. It doesn't matter whether it's business. It doesn't matter whether it's life. It's like, this is your reaction to it. The thought process is exactly the same. So if we can, if we can change that, then we can change the outcomes in both. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes it's so helpful that you that you shared that because I think sometimes we're like, oh man, like this again? Like I've thought I've already like gone over this, <laughs> but of, of course this is just another layer of it. I always think of that Shrek quote where he talks about, you know, it's like <laughs> where you're like, like an this, onion. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many layers to this. Oh dear. <laughs> Deary me. <laughs> 
what a what a what a place to end an interview. We're, so basically, we're all like onions. <laughs> we're all like onions. Oh, I've just loved this conversation. Can you share how people can find out more and work with you? Oh, absolutely. I've loved this too. By the way, it's been so good, and I really hope the listeners have as well. Look, best places to find me: Instagram, Evelyn Roberta Kelly is my handle, and I'm sure we'll link all of these in the show notes. My website's evelynkelly.co.nz. I've also got a podcast, Elevate Your Life with Evelyn Kelly. Definitely go check that out. And Beck's going to come on soon. Yeah, that's a bit about where you can find me. Amazing. We'll make sure all of those links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Wasn't that just the most fun? I said to Evie once we stopped recording that if I was the type of podcast host that had fun and quirky names for each of my podcast episodes, that this one would be, quote unquote, we are all like onions. I love that that's where we ended up. I do hope that you enjoyed this chat with Evie today as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Her links are in the show notes, as we said. If you loved this episode, come and let us both know on Instagram. Tell us what your biggest takeaway was. You can find me at beck.cazillo. And once again, just a reminder that the doors are now open for the next round of the Spiritual Business Academy. All of my teachings bring together mindset, energetics, and soulful business strategy. So know that if you're feeling any of those mindset wobbles right now as you're starting or building your business, you will be fully supported inside this program. We start on the 6th of June. It's eight weeks. There are four modules with bite-sized, easy-to-implement lessons, Q&A group coaching calls every other week where you'll be coached personally by me and access to weekly coaching support inside our Facebook community. It is such an epic program and I am so, so excited for this next round. It will be the only round this year as I'm going on maternity leave straight afterwards. All of the details are at the link in the show notes. And as I said earlier, I am so, so happy to answer any of your questions over on Instagram. So let's chat. Thanks again for being here and tuning in today. I will see you next week on the Feminine Fire podcast. 